0: If just one hour of The Wiggle Room isn't enough for you, you could catch up with Josh Wiggler and I anytime you want with our 30-season rewatch retrospective of Survivor's first 30 seasons on The Evolution of Strategy. Anytime you want, listen to Chapter 1, all about Borneo. It's six hours long, completely for free, by going to evolutionofstrategy.com and prepare for a journey of 300 hours in The Evolution of Strategy. Hey everybody, Rob here, getting you ready for the Wiggle Room here for week two of Survivor: Korong. Check it out, Josh. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Blur. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle,
1: wiggle, blur. Wiggle, 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 blur.
0: Yeah. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yes. Blur. Lur. Do the,
2: Do the wiggle dance. Do the wiggle dance. Do the wiggle dance. That's your jam. Yeah, and my jelly. I don't think you're ready for this, Jelly. Oh, my (laughs) God. Yep. So here we are, Josh. We are back (laughs) after... Episode number two, kindergarten camp. I'm a compu idiot. Yes, <laughs> kindergarten camp is over, but we're just getting started here in the wiggle room. Who is your Debbie and what does she do? <laughs> she does a lot. It would yeah. be way too long. It would take up the entire scene, it would take up the entire montage. All right. Well, Josh, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Rob. I'm doing really well. Really amped up. Loved this episode. Thought this episode was great. Really excited. You had a great week of podcasting, live know it alls. Natalie Anderson, the great. Antonio Mazzaro I am happy to just be you know like the the anus scented air freshener at the end of that list of podcasting I feel like that is that is a great place for me to be and yeah, we had all your favorites this week it was good it was a really really great lineup of podcasting and this episode was amazing there's so much to talk about with this episode with one of honestly one of the most legendary certainly second tribal councils of any season I think
0: yeah very good second tribal council we're going to talk all the way through it talking about the story Here with Josh and anything else that comes up as we start to close out the Survivor Week. Of course, uh, next up will be with David Bloomberg. Why Jennifer lost? That's going to be out on Tuesday here on RHAP. All right. So, Josh, we like to talk about the story and we had a lot of story to deal with uh, this week. Where, what's the biggest story for
2: you? I mean, how could you start anywhere (laughs) but that tribal council? You know, how could you start anywhere? (laughs) how could you be how could you start anywhere other than jennifer lanzetti getting on her stool and declaring that the tribe needs to believe her please (laughs) believe me yeah uh was just one of the most incredible things i've ever seen in this show it was a rather unforgettable moment to have somebody like
0: stand up it would be almost like in a courtroom if somebody like stood up on like the witness stand
2: like on the chair like you have to believe me that happens a lot on how to get away with murder but i don't imagine (laughs) it happens a ton
1: in real life people Uh, stand up
2: on the chair in the courtroom it gets rowdy. It gets very frisky on that show, yeah. Uh, which is how we like it. That's how we like it on How to Get Away with Murder. But it's you know it was just um, it was amazing. It was so bewildering to watch that happen. Um, I know that she said the same thing to you when you spoke with Jen. I spoke with Jen as well for my exit interview, and I asked her to kind of walk me through why that happened. And she says, "I don't know why more people don't stand up uh, during tribal council." Well, time. it was so effective, right? <laughs> you know, it was really effective. It definitely worked she's still here for next week so we've got a lot more of jen to talk about no it did not work and you kind of look like a looney tune but thank you for doing it because it was so good it was just such a strange visual and i thought you know it was just uh, i can't stop thinking about it it was just great it was so good
0: josh i in your exit interview with jennifer on parade.com uh she talked about having a hangover after wednesday night's episode and i could tell you that i also had a hangover after wednesday night's episode it. but for different reasons
2: I believe it. Yes, she said that she had a vulnerability hangover, uh, which is a new one on me. I have not heard that before. I'm sure What do you I've do with it. that? Do you have
0: a glass of the boiled water with every uh, ounce of vulnerability you
2: have? That's the, that's the treatment? <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. the way to prevent the vulnerability hangover. I think the vulnerability hangover, I don't really know how you treat that. I think you turn off the internet. I think you stay away from television. Mm. Maybe you read a book you get some comfort food, you crawl into bed like a worm in an ear and you do not see the light of day for at least 24 hours and then you're ready to take on the world again. That's probably how I would deal with it. Yeah. The VH, Uh, is that a thing? The VH apparently, I mean, look, I probably had a vulnerability hangover before. I just didn't know what to call it. This is a crystallized way of saying like, okay, I just got embarrassed on national television and now I'm dealing with it the morning after. I thought that she dealt with it like a champ. She was really funny during my interview with her. I know she was really funny during yours, uh, was in good spirits. I think that you know it's the kind of thing where if you're only going to have two episodes of Survivor, if that's all that you're going to make it on, you get the worm in the ear, you stand up at tribal council, and people will remember you forever. Uh, she said to me um, something to the effect of like, uh, even negative press, like any any publicity is good publicity. Uh, well, she got a lot of publicity <laughs> in her short time. Not sure time. every Survivor would agree with that. I don't think so, <laughs> but I think the type of publicity that Jen got was not so bad. I think that in terms of where that worked out, I think it was okay, but. In terms of of how she got there, um, I'm curious, you know, what what your take is on this, because in the episode, it makes it look like it's just this enormous, enormous tribal council meltdown, which certainly it was, regardless of what happened before tribal council. But she told me, and she said this in a lot of her exit press, that the cat was out of the bag, uh, that people knew that she had had conversations with Alicia and Sydney to turn on Jason and Scott, Going into tribal council. Um, so I think that that seems to be, that seems to be where the trouble started. Sounds like the trouble started well before she set foot on that stool in front of everybody.
0: Yeah, it almost doesn't matter as to whether or not the actual verdict that ultimately convicted her happened at tribal council or back at camp but it definitely seemed as though these wounds were self-inflicted
2: they seem self-inflicted and she wanted to team up she said at least she briefly considered it teaming up with alicia and sydney to make an all-ladies brawn tribe she thought that that would be very inspirational that would be a very cool thing to see on television i mean i think that the all-ladies brawn tribe of jennifer alicia and sydney would be extraordinarily entertaining Um, i i think that you know maybe her, her reasoning i'm I'm not sure if i if i buy uh but i think if the three of them had been able to get together and if they could have flipped it on scott or jason i think this would have been a wild tribal council as well
1: but don't Um, you think
0: that's where survivors often get themselves in trouble when they think about sort of the optics of oh won't this look cool on tv and i think that when the survivors themselves are thinking about what the finished product is going to look like at home I think that's a lot of times where you end up getting yourself into a bad spot. And I feel like that you should be worried about your game, but kind of just turn that over to the producers. Let them worry about what it's going to look like at home.
2: Well, I also don't think that it's necessarily a bad move strategically if Jennifer can swing this thing with Sydney and Alicia against Jason and Scott and kind of take control of the situation because let's say things just play out the way that they were supposed to. Uh, and Alicia goes here. Jennifer doesn't make any sort of conversation or overture with Alicia to give her any sort of false hope, you know, to give her one really good final day, Laura Boneham style. Let's just say she plays it straight. Then we're at the, at the next Braun Tribal Council. Inevitably, these four go back to tribal council and where's jennifer in the mix there she's either third or fourth at best it seems like jason and scott are kind of an unshakable dynamic duo so if she makes this move you know it's actually not a bad move this is this puts her in the center of a new alliance um maybe the three of them are a little less threatening at any swaps or any early merges or whatever if the three of them can move forward together as a unit um that being said, somehow the news broke, you know, somehow the word got back to Jason and Scott, and I don't know what the answer is to that, but somehow the cat came out of the bag and Jennifer's secret plan was blown up. But I think on paper, it's, you know, yeah, that's it's a great you know plan for, for television, it would be entertaining television, that's not the principal reason to do it, but I think that there's good strategic reasons to move forward with that plan.
0: See, I'd agree to disagree with you on it, because I think that she was probably on the right path and I feel like that maybe in the if they go to Matt saying over for four territory, I think that she probably would have gone out then in that fourth spot. I think that she was probably ahead of Sydney in the pecking order. But I feel like if that if she did come into a scenario where it was her and Jason and Scott going into a merge, I do think that those guys would get picked off. And I think that she could probably sort of just go back under the radar, sort of Danny Boatwright style after some of her more alpha male tribe mates get picked off emerge and maybe they forget about her because she's so quiet but maybe she right. isn't
2: so quiet maybe that based on what we <laughs> saw from her in this episode she's not just a person that would be under the radar right but I think you know she has to figure out how to survive when they're down to a foursome you know if they do clip Alicia here and then it's her and Sydney and Jason and Scott is she making it to that three I think is the question so mm-hmm. I don't I don't question you know I think that there's something to the move I think that there's something to the move that she tried to make but it blew up uh, which was not fantastic But what Um, gives you the better chance to survive
0: the next immunity challenge i feel like if you're gonna do that i feel like that you were probably going to go into that next immunity challenge with the three women with all due respect and one of the guys three women and scott versus the top four from the other two tribes i feel like that's almost a certain loss in the next two immunity challenges?
2: Well, I mean, it's something that I've talked about a lot on RHAP in the past. We've discussed it in the evolution of strategy. I know that it's a conversation that a bunch of people who watch and talk about Survivor have had is the intentional Matt Singh. The decision to basically do what happened to Matt Singh, what happened to Malcolm and Denise, intentionally. Uh, Or even if it doesn't happen intentionally, if that ends up happening to you and you somehow come out of that situation alive with one other person that you trust, that can put you in a really situation spot in the game. So let's say that Jennifer, Alicia, Sydney and Scott are the four survivors of this tribal council. If the the three ladies of the Braun tribe are able to unite and get rid of Kyle Jason, if if they can oust him from the game and it's the four of them and then they lose the next tribal, they get rid of Scott, let's say they lose the next one, maybe that's time to get rid of Alicia or Jennifer has something good with Alicia at that point, maybe it's time to get rid of Sydney, but I think Jennifer's much more in control of her destiny at that point and I think that her and whoever else that she would be able to be surviving to the swap. I think that they have a very good chance of just going unnoticed for a very long time and doing the Malcolm and Denise thing. So, I'm I'm a proponent of that of that strategy when it makes sense and I think maybe in this case it makes a lot of sense to go that route. I think you're making some sense. I don't
0: think that this was anything that was on Jennifer's mind, but no. I do think that <laughs> think on so, paper, but- <laughs> yeah. it surely does make some sense where if you do have some sort of thing where, okay, now let's send Alicia to the Brains Tribe because uh, because you have to at that point, right? If you send Alicia to the Brains Tribe. When we get to the final 14. Sure, let's say, let's okay. say that. Let's and do then, that. That sounds fun. <laughs> then we send Jennifer to the Beauty Tribe. Right. And so are the possibilities that whatever tribe loses that next challenge... Are they going to vote off one of these new people after they've been together for 12 days and they're sort of chomping at the bit like Tandang to vote off one of their own after they've been sort of like and it seems like the beauty tribe is a lot more functional where the brains tribe is going to really be at each other's throats. I would almost guarantee that whoever comes over from Braun will not be the first person voted out of
2: that group if that six stayed intact
0: like Calabon Tandang
2: yeah so i think that there's something there so i think that on paper there are reasons to want to self-implode in the three tribe format i think that it's not always the case that it's the right thing to do and i don't i think it's a dangerous game to do it intentionally but if that's the way the wind is blowing at this point and if you're already jennifer and you are either third or fourth with your core alliance with jason scott and sydney at best um maybe it makes sense to just you know grab fate by the horns and and move it in your direction so i don't i don't don't have a lot of problem with what she was trying to do i don't think that this was her like grand master plan or anything but the way that things could have moved um i think that 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 there's reasons why it would have made sense
0: i mean to me it's starting to look at like one of these things that i see when i watch these political shows where they talk about like a certain candidate like their path to the nomination is like okay if they okay they can lose here 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 and here but if they get this state later on and then this person, this person drops out. It's just like sure, it's possible, but it seems like a super unlikely scenario.
2: Seems unlikely. <laughs> seems seems unlikely. But you know, maybe maybe it's something. To a try. million <laughs> things that would have to go right for it yeah. to work out again and we know that this is the season where things co-rock so <laughs> it would it would be tough I was also greatly amused by by this when I spoke to Jennifer that she said uh, that you know we saw you know seven minutes of what was like a 90 minute tribal council um, and she said I was like so what did we not see what did we miss and she goes oh you missed me pleading for my life uh, so I, we kind of saw that yeah, we got that we got we got that. But I was definitely curious about, uh, you know, what do you think could have been left on the editing room for on that, Rob?
0: Yeah, I don't know. From when I talked to her, she said it was a lot of when Alicia was talking. They sort of like just left in all the parts where Jennifer was talking. But right. I mean, when I watched it back after the fact, like I had watched the episode again after speaking with her. I mean, I did feel like the conversation did seem to flow From where she says something, then they're responding to what she just said. Scott is talking about like, no, you just said, and he's quoting back the previous comment that she just made. So I didn't think that the tribal council seemed super disjointed to me.
2: Yeah, it didn't seem super disjointed. It did seem like maybe we were missing some stuff. I was curious about this, Rob. I was curious about this comment made by Jen during our interview. So much like the worm into her ear, I did some digging, Rob. Yeah, I dug around. I did some investigative journalism. It is my trade. This is what I do. I dig deep, some investigative journalism. (laughs) I reached out to some of my sources on the Survivor staff. It turns out that there was something huge that we did not see oh um yeah we we missed something big that happened while jennifer was standing on her stool uh and i got this from a survivor insider i got this minute long piece of audio from the tribal council that we missed if you want to play this right now, okay so and you you are you cleared this that this is okay to play it's it's cleared i mean it's not you know it's not official from cbs but it was given to me and i feel comfortable playing this this is what i bring to the wiggle room bring as many exclusives as i can
1: sydney storm and alicia holden let's join forces we're just kidding every bug's got to make a living bs toe tongue bitch toe tongue bitch don't be fooled by the stool that i'm on i'm still i'm still jenny from the brawn used to be sitting and now i'm standing up no matter how you but i know Being on top of this prawn tribe of six Two on the bottom thanks to this half a dance My ear's bleeding as the bug rolls in. it's real, I thought I told you My ear was home to a bug That's nasty Nothing has changed, please believe me When I'm standing on my seat My friend Jonas makes sushi with prawns. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the brawn Used to have a good thing, now I'm for shot No matter how you vote, I know where I came from well, that's one way for things to go wrong. I'm still I'm still Danny from the bone. Used to be sitting and right now standing up. No matter how you but I know where I came from. Don't talk bitch. So yeah,
2: she resorted to song and dance while standing on top of her stool, pleading for her life evoking songs that we have not heard since early 2000s movie pg lee yeah. uh <laughs> busting out busting out original music numbers in front of her entire bronch <laughs> it did not work wow it did not work
0: well yeah, great so. job by jaylan
2: <laughs> jaylan yeah yeah so she tried she did what she could uh and i'm not i'm kind of surprised that that didn't make it to air, though I guess probably the rights to the music. Yeah, were really he couldn't clear pricey, it. Pricey, pricey, pricey. <laughs> so that's some of the stuff that we missed from Jennifer's last stand, her literal last stand which i really got to tell you is gonna that's gonna go down for me as just one of my favorite survivor moments it was just so unbelievable and i mean not necessarily in terms of the show itself but watching it happen um i wish that i could have been in the room with you and everybody else who was at the west coast know-it-alls mm-hmm. to see how everybody else was reacting to this thing as it was unfolding but my jaw was just on the floor <laughs> uh and i was completely knocked out by what was happening yeah so in terms of a Second Tribal Council, Josh, you are also blown away by this. I am. I definitely am. I think that this is in the conversation for greatest Second Tribal Councils of all time.
0: Even better than the Cook Islands Billy Garcia Second Tribal Council.
2: No, I wouldn't say that. I would not say that. I think that that was unbelievable. I, I know you and Antonio in the voicemails, you guys talked about the Mount Rushmore of Second Boots. You disagreed uh, with the Mount Rushmore that I came up with. Uh, what was the one that you
0: came up with? I believe think? we landed on that it was Billy, Vince, Sly, Kel, and Jaylan.
2: Yeah, I think that I would probably, I would probably take out Cal. Uh, not to be a bit of a jerky to you, Cal fans, but oh, we have I some
0: beef about this.
2: Then we got some beef about that, or just like
0: uh, a brown blade of grass about this.
2: <laughs> it depends on what you believe and who you read. Um, I would probably take him out. my My second boot Mount Rushmore would be BB Anderson. I think that you have to have him for legacy reasons. I think that he's the first. He is, uh, you know, he is the, the late great BB Anderson. I think just for legacy, and he's kind of got a Mount Rushmoreable face. Is Sonia like.
0: on the first boot
2: Mount Rushmore? uh probably not but i think that the pool of first boots is so much bigger than the pool mm-hmm. of second boots i think that the pool of second boots that you can choose from is i think it's bb i think it's billy garcia vince sly is absolutely in there garrett is in there i think you got to have jillian in the mix of course uh jay lan i think is on there and i had a i had a seventh but i can't remember yeah the seventh but off the, the of game
0: is that you have to
2: cut it off at four You don't have seven
0: in the mix on Mount Rushmore.
2: Of course, and I think that you whittle it down to four. I think that you get rid of Kel. I don't think Kel is on there. Mine would be BB. I think that you would have Billy on there. I think Vince Sly is just such an oddball that you have to have him on there. And I think that right now, for me, I'd probably say Jillian over Jaylan, but in terms of the actual tribal council, I think that Jaylan's final tribal council was just spectacular. Jillian made more of an impact for you in two episodes over Elephant Dung. I think that that's going to, that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. But is and that more is made out of elephant? Yeah. Dungs, but sorry. is that more evolution of
0: strategy than that? You know, we had so much fun talking about that than actual moments on the show.
2: I think that in terms of being a character, in terms of being a memorable survivor character, I think that Jillian, for me, is a more memorable character than Jen Lanzetti. I think that Jen Lanzetti's exit was more memorable, and I think that maybe history will bear out that she deserves a place on Mount Rushmore. But for me, I think that she would probably be in around fifth place. I think you could switch Jillian or Jen, and I wouldn't lose much sleep. It's interesting, because
0: Jennifer, I feel like, just in terms of her character character, It's almost like that a lot of things happened to her, but I feel like that we don't really have a good take on her character. If we were going to try to come up with adjectives to describe her, it would be hard to really nail down who she is as a person based on what we saw on Survivor. But she had basically things happen to her where she had the bug thing happen and then she had this plan And then uh, she had like this sort of like um, really impassioned speech and sort of got herself in trouble and then ultimately stood up at the tribal
2: council. But none of those things are really character traits, would you say, right? right? It's hard to know who Jenny from the brawn truly is, mm-hmm. but we know what happened to Jenny from the brawn and they are unforgettable moments. You know, we will never forget that somebody on Survivor co Rong got a worm in their ear. We would never forget that somebody stood up and passionately pleaded for their life on top of a chair in front of everybody at Tribal Council. Those are two iconic moments from this season, but whether or not you're going to remember Jennifer specifically, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, um, she went through a lot. She went through a lot. I mean, she packed a lot into two episodes, so it was it was definitely spectacular to see.
0: What about for the remaining members of the Braun tribe? Where do you think the story goes from here?
2: It's hard to imagine them rebounding from the situation. I mean, we've definitely had you know the three tribe format before, where the the one tribe that's just getting pounded or seemingly getting pounded suddenly has some sort of rebound. Um, you know, we've seen we saw it with the original Brains and Kagiyan, where it seemed like they were just going to go all the way down to the bottom, but there's a brief moment of reprieve where the brains win and unfortunately Bryce goes home and then it's just back to to basics the following week where it's Jatia. I feel like we are not done seeing Braun at tribal council, whether or not it's going to be immediately or if it's going to be consistently Braun going to -to back-to-back tribals from here on out, I'm not sure, but I feel like before these tribes get mixed up, we will see another one of this four of Alicia, Sydney, Jason, and Scott go. And the question is, can Alicia eke it out? I mean, Alicia has been sort of like the surprise breakout star of this season in terms of people's enjoyment of these characters, I think. I certainly notice a lot of internet love for Alicia Holden. Well, I I am
0: seeing some budding love for her. I don't think that there was much love for her after one week of the show.
2: Right, but I think that she is a a, a yes queen right (laughs) now. I think that she is what people on certain corners of the Survivor internet would call uh, an F period ear Scott G period on I don't know how to pronounce it uh, fierce goddess they, they love her they love Alicia and a lot of people are holding on to some hope <laughs> that Alicia Holden is going to persevere I think that it's a similar situation I'm curious for your take yeah. for me it feels like the Jeff Varner thing when Jeff Varner is at anchor after PG Lee has been voted out <laughs> and you know we want to figure out a way that Varner is going to survive that thing but it's just really difficult to see and once it comes to tribal council time there's just no other choice but to get rid of Jeff Varner and I feel like if Braun goes back to another tribal council I cannot imagine Alicia finding some way to hide unless she has an idol um, so I, I don't know I think it's going to be tough for her Yeah,
0: this was like a minor miracle that she was able to survive this tribal council. And I feel like that she would be really hard pressed to be able to do it again. I mean, save for finding the hidden immunity idol.
2: Yeah, I think that that's really good. Based on what it
0: takes to find a hidden immunity idol this season, I would feel like that she would also be very hard pressed to get her hands on one.
2: I think it'll be tough. I think I think it'll be tough, especially what we saw Ty go through, which was really pretty intense uh ty's quest for the hidden immunity idol this week yeah the one wild card i would say that we always
0: have to remember with this season even when hope looks lost there's also the hidden medical evacuation
2: (laughs) (laughs) keep that could change the dynamics
0: in any tribe at any given point so yeah it is almost like a some sort of like In Mario Kart, when you used to get the red turtle shell, you could just sort of strike and just take somebody who's in first place. Boom, right out. That was the blue shell. That was the blue shell.
2: Let me just correct you there. But the blue shell was the worst. Uh, As a player of Mario Kart, it was the worst. (laughs) What did the red do? The person that was just right in front of you? Yeah, red shell's heat seeking. Okay. You know, like if you've got somebody in front of you, you could just red shell them and it'll it'll lock on them. The green shell, you like have to have great aim. Like yeah, you have to it. be Luke's you have to be Luke Skywalker <laughs> at the end of a new hope and just feel the force and launch it directly into your target. Whereas the red shell is like when your guidance system, when your radar is on. And the blue shell just hits first place no matter what. There's no amount of maneuvering, there is no amount of gameplay that you can put into place to avoid that blue shell. If it's fired and you're in first, your only hope, and I'm not even even sure if this worked, your only hope would be to suddenly lose first place, like go to second, go to third, avoid the blue shell because you are no longer in first place. I feel like the blue shell still came after the person who was first when the blue shell was launched. Wow. Anyway, that's a lot of uh, that's neither here nor there, but I but I like the metaphor and that blue shell is absolutely out there. We know that the threat of evacuation looms large over this season, and that could be a saving grace for somebody like Alicia. Um, hope you know it's hard to say. Hopefully, but if you're an Alicia Holden fan, and you are looking for some sort of hope for her to stay alive outside of avoiding tribal council, it's going to be that somebody gets blue-shelled.
0: Yeah, so keep hope alive if you're an Alicia fan.
2: Maybe if they don't win an immunity challenge, maybe (laughs) medical evacuation will go your way. All right. can I I get your take real quick on the Kyle Jason tattoo that Antonio Mazzaro brought up at the end of the voicemails? Have you done some digging around on
0: this? Yeah, I I have seen some pictures of it. Why don't you describe it since you seem to be uh, very taken
2: with it well antonio described it very well he left out the one key defining characteristic Uh, kyle has a tattoo of an air freshener beneath his armpit and the air freshener is called anus (laughs) okay and the problem is i don't know i mean like if you want some air freshener underneath your armpit like (laughs) do you want to go with anus (laughs) Like that's, that's how you want to fix that situation.
0: <laughs> There's multiple screen captures of this. If you
2: are uh, trying like, to. maybe he thought it was star anus, which is like a, uh, like an herb with cooking, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I can't speak to it. I don't
0: want to speculate too much about it, but I'm sure there is a good reason. And if, and when we have the opportunity to interview Jason, maybe we can find out some information. Seems like he's I, answering a lot of Twitter questions. Maybe somebody could ask him.
2: Let me put in the formal request for Denise Stapley to be on the podcast okay. at some point soon so that she can dissect Let the me tattoos see what I Kyle can Mason. do. Yes. Okay.
0: So we can see maybe uh, what's going on and get
2: some more insight into that. There's every tattoo has a story. Every tattoo has a story. A lot of them involve booze <laughs> and air fresheners scented anus. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. All right. So we talked about the hidden immunity idol. Josh, do you want to talk about a little bit about the. Way that the hidden immunity idol is hidden in Survivor 32? Well, I think it's interesting. um, You know, one of the things that Probst talked about before filming started on Second Chance um was that they are you know they're airing second chance first even though they've already shot Korong. so part of the creative process was trying to figure out if the idols are such a way in season 32 which was actually the fir- 31st season shot then what's the origin story of where the idols are at that point in the chronology of survivor um so i guess the starting point is hiding idols at challenges uh then hiding idols underneath camp hiding idols you know in a in like a lantern lit section of the woods you know finding these sort of you know new weird ways of getting the immunity idol and i think that in terms of if you wanted to kick that up to 11 then i think you put the immunity idol at the highest point of a tree that makes it almost impossible to get um so for me i i guess i feel i feel like i see the sequence like i see the sequence of the idol starts here in second chance and it grows to to being literally grow to being the top of a tree in Ko Rong, and I thought that I thought that was fascinating. I think it's I think it's scary. I think it's going to be really hard to figure out how to get that thing down. I liked um, whose suggestion was the human pyramid. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I liked the human pyramid suggestion. <laughs> I thought that was good, but I was I was very surprised that they that they tied the idol key all the way at the top of this tree. I thought that that was pretty bizarre.
0: I mean, to me, it does seem like a little bit of disjointed in terms of evolution in terms of to have them hidden at the challenges in 31 is fine but then I feel like to have them back at camp in a really high place seems more like a middle step in between having them at camp and having them at challenges
2: right yeah I think you know it's obviously you're not you know risking you're not risking your neck in terms of um, you know, finding this thing in front of every single no, person. No, you're risking in the game.
0: your neck in terms but of falling out of
2: the tree. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're risking actual life and limb uh, <laughs> to, to get this thing. And this is the season that's testing how far are you willing to push yourself to get that idol. Not that I think that that was the design of the season. I don't think it was the, the design of the season that this is going to be an amazingly brutal season of Survivor, but it fits thematically with what we have been told. You know, it fits right. thematically with the fact that this is going to be a punishing season that you are really you're going to sandpaper your chest and your feet in order to get this idol Um, and if
0: we get a medical evacuation falling out of the tree trying to get the idol then i think then that evolution maybe did make sense of why they said okay let's put the
2: the challenge and not up really high in a tree anymore Let's, let's scale it back. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely scary. It's definitely alarming. I like that Ty is the guy who knows where it is right now. I don't know what his next move to find that thing is. I'm surprised that he was being left alone enough to continue looking for this thing, mm-hmm. even though he, his spot was blown up so early on in the game. Um, I don't know if that suggests that Ty is doing something great or if people are just not concerned about Ty. What, what's your take on Ty right now game wise and his position? in the game i think he's great
0: i think that he whatever trouble we thought he was in after week one i think that he has sort of minimized those concerns and i think that he is somebody who is back in the good graces of this
2: beauty tribe so what's the move he goes to beast mode he goes to his new bff to get the idol and him and, and beast mode they go get that thing yeah i think that's what we're gonna see happen i i like that that sounds fun sounds fun We'll see. Uh, You know, in terms of if this beauty tribe goes to tribal right now, who do you think is the logical boot? it's really hard to see. I mean, I think that there's certainly an argument for Ty. Ty was on the outs when we saw him in that first episode. Everybody seems to be getting along really well right now. It's the love tribe here at Beauty. It seems like there doesn't seem like there's a lot of conflict with anybody. I think that everybody looks like they're getting along. Ty and Caleb look like they are especially getting along. Everybody looks like they are very amused by that bromance, but no one's really smack-talking anybody. Um, That being said purple nick isn't smack talking anything in this episode and neither is purple anna no no commentary at all from my man nick nothing from your winner pick anna this week so maybe that's a sign that those two are in a little bit of trouble or you know it's just hard to get a read on on anything going on with them but in terms of if you're looking for you know dramatic conflict within this tribe this week didn't give us much. I don't think it seemed like everybody is on a pretty good standing with each other. And, you know, maybe they will be like the brawn tribe from the original, uh, brain beauty and brawn. Um, maybe they will be the tribe that's able to avoid tribal for a while. They certainly seem to be a really tight unit and really strong challenge competitors. Yeah. That's what I think it is more so than those two people that you mentioned are in trouble.
0: I think that we probably start to get hints more often than not of somebody that they're in a bit of trouble with the tribe before ultimately we get to the episode uh, where they get booted. And again, it's not always the case. I don't think we saw too much negative stuff about Monica Padilla before she gets voted off last season. But I feel like that if those people are going to be voted out, I think we're going to start to see more warning signs in an episode before they ultimately go out again. Not always the case, but I feel like that's my gut on this is that and gut feelings never go wrong. this (laughs) In this <laughs> season. But I feel like that oh, the
2: bathroom is near. I'd
0: be surprised if Beauty goes to tribal council this week just because that we have not seen too much of a likely person that's going to go home.
2: We have to start seeing some drama there. And if that starts happening early on in the episode this coming week, um, then I think then maybe you can start shaking in your boots a little bit. But for now, the Beauty tribe feels pretty solid. Uh, there's really no one that you can strike, uh, you know, you can toss a strike against on any of these people. Everybody seems pretty good. Um, I, and I, listen I'm not a big brother guy so I don't have any big brother baggage but I'm liking Caleb so far I think that Caleb and Ty they seem to have a really fun thing going on and this tribe seems to really like the beast mode cowboy um, so there's really no one that you can kind of point a finger at other than Ty because of the first week that Ty who seems to be the only person who is going out there looking for idols has been caught looking for idols um, if his social game has you know rebounded enough that he is in good with these people and it seems like it from this week then maybe he's okay for a little while but he's the only person that you could really point at as having any sort of damning evidence uh against in this tribe
0: do you feel like he would be a likely suspect to go home if they did go to a tribal council
2: right now yeah right now i I would be worried about wow which would be horrible because ty's the best uh but he would be the person i'd be nervous about right now
0: well then it might behoove him to get beast mode cowboy helping him find that idol because then if he has the idol
2: then he's going to be safe, right? Yeah, I think that like he gets Purple Nick, he gets Beast Mode Cowboy, he has Beast Mode standing on Purple Nick's shoulders and Ty standing on Beast Mode's shoulders and they get the key and that's how they do it. And an alliance is born.
0: But then we're going to go to a 3-3 tie. I mean, I feel like that the women are tight there and I think that it would be a bad move for then, you know, the guys to vote for Ty because of the idol. And then you would think that probably one of those guys mentions to the women that Ty has the idol. I feel like that ultimately results in either beast mode cowboy or Nick going home. If Ty gets the idol
2: or somebody betrays Ty and takes his idol and Ty is gone no matter what. Oh, uh, that'd be very sad. Very yeah. sad.
0: America but will hate you. Whoever does it, that.
2: <laughs> it really, really hard to know what's going on on beauty. I like those people a lot. It seems like they're having fun. That's great, but there's just not a ton of drama there right now.
0: I feel like we have a much better read on what's going on on the brains tribe.
2: The brains tribes, a hot mess, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot mess. Now look, Compared to the original Brains tribe, they are head and shoulders beyond where the Luzon tribe was, but they certainly are a tribe with some flaws, even though they are undefeated in the immunity challenge
2: they are they are doing well challenge wise that's great and i think that all of that has to do with debbie's cheerleading i didn't know that she was a cheerleader as well but apparently uh that is one of her many jobs just cheering on their big frontal lobes from the sidelines mm-hmm. i think that's gotta matter. Be, that i think just yeah just massaging that gray matter i think is really helpful before challenges so yeah challenge wise they are much better than luzon but inter inter tribe dynamics are are dicey at brains and i feel like there's, there's there's something just waiting to blow up there and maybe that's because the kerosene has been dripped on something combustible uh, <laughs> yeah but <laughs> right. well let's talk about what's going on
0: in this tribe and we still have this sort of rift between the older and the younger and it really seems like at the head of that is that liz doesn't like joe right. and vice versa we-
2: which was a surprise. You know, I think that for me, the and I think for most people who were watching the show, the big story seemed to be that, you know, Coach Debbie was kind of just driving a wedge between herself and everybody else. And yeah, Joe and Debbie kind of were getting along as the older people who see themselves as more competent and confident in their skills of survival, uh, and they were kind of off as a pair, but you would only really hear people making fun of Debbie. It didn't seem like anyone really had a problem with Joe, but Liz Joe really do not seem to care for each other at all Um, and we're not getting anybody else's real opinion on Joe I don't think in terms of what Joe is bringing to the table what he's not. Neil kind of knocks him a little bit for knocking over the kerosene uh, for screwing that up but it doesn't seem like we're getting a ton on why people wouldn't be into Joe but there is this brewing conflict between Joe and Liz which makes you worried if you're a fan of Joe and Debbie because those two are already outside of that four.
0: So how do you think that this is going to shake out?
2: Uh, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard to see the path for Debbie and Joe. I mean, Debbie was, you know, she was comforting Aubrey in the first episode. So they have a little bit of a bond. You see them walking and going for water in this past episode. Maybe they still have something going on. But three on three, that's not enough to break anything. I don't see any reason why Aubrey would break away from her for
0: Aubrey this week.
2: Purple Aubrey this week. Not a lot going on with Aubrey this week. It I, I don't I don't see a real reason for the four to split off. I think that the four of Peter, Neil, Aubrey, and Liz have a good thing going on. And, you know, if, if you know Grandpa Joe is just gonna be grumpy toward toward Liz all the time and if Debbie's still gonna, you know, be spouting off her ability to read water just by looking at it, which in light of recent events is dicey, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that it's it's hard to imagine why that four would break up so I would be I would be really worried about Debbie right now I think Nicole Stradamus should be very worried about her winner pick more worried about about Debbie than
0: Joe though I feel like Joe would be the
2: boot more than Debbie how come why would Joe be the likely guy because I feel like that Debbie
0: is sort of quirky but might maybe annoying but I think that we had that one clip where we saw Dr. Peter uh, slash Obama talking about that boy, a brain who is thinks they know
2: everything then that is the perfect person that I want to keep around. So you think that they might want to hang on to Debbie for padding for the future, you know, somebody to tuck under your arm and move forward in the game with.
0: I feel like that they think that maybe Debbie is harmless as opposed to Joe is never going to play ball with them.
2: I could see it. I could I could see that being a reason to get rid of Joe if they, you know, they've already gotten this far in challenges is, you know, is 3 or 4 episodes in, is that too early to cut a guy like Joe who is really strong, who seems to be you know, doing really well in challenges is working really hard around camp. I think it's a coin flip. You know, I think that it could go either way. I do think that it looks pretty bleak for those two. Um, I would love to see something very strange and weird and bizarre happen that saves their lives in the game. Again, blue shell—hard to say how that blue shell is going to hit. But right now, just based on where it's set up, it looks really bad for for me. It looks worse for Debbie than it looks for Joe. But I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying in terms of maybe now we want to get rid of this. Dangerous guy Joe
0: but has Joe done anything in two episodes that has endeared himself to you?
2: No, not really, not especially. Uh, I've been I've been waiting for that because I've loved Joe in the pregame. Um <laughs> I you know I he, I like that he has the line kindergarten camp he gets to name the episode I mm-hmm. didn't feel like if this is kindergarten camp if the brains tribe is kindergarten camp and if he's making fun of Liz for all the things that he's doing like I, Liz was like a star kindergartner. <laughs> she's like a super genius kindergartner yeah. I don't know what that telescope thing she was making was but that looked <laughs> incredible so well, you know, maybe if she gets the clue to the idol that'll help <laughs> yeah she'll like say oh my god what's that up in the tree mm-hmm. yeah you know that could really be helpful so if this is kindergarten camp then he's got real high standards of kindergarten.
0: All right, well, let's talk about Debbie. And there was certainly some news that came out this week that a lot of people were talking about about an incident from Debbie's past. You you mentioned that Debbie said that she can take one look at the water and she can tell if the water is good or not. And Josh, uh, that claim became
2: especially dubious uh, earlier this week. It did, yeah. Uh, this is awkward. So this this was circulating around. I saw it first on the Survivor Reddit. Um, it is an article from July of 2011 that points out that Debbie Wanner was indicted by the U.S. federal government for falsifying test results at the water testing laboratory where she worked. Hmm. So, yes, this is an, it, it, we, can, we can post this in the show notes or we can tweet it out, uh, but it's an article from 2011 that talks about Debbie, then 45, being under review. She was responsible for reviewing and preparing data for environmental test results prior to delivery to customers. She was also in charge of reviewing laboratory standard operating procedures to make sure they met federal standards. Um, and the, the top paragraph says, the manager of a defunct Douglas Township water testing laboratory was indicted Friday in federal court on allegation that she aided in preparing and submitting falsified water tests and reports for municipalities and businesses. So I don't know. I don't know what you want to do with that. Josh, I mean, doesn't
0: this sort of back up her claim? If she does have some sort of X-Men-like ability, Uh where she is able to tell just how potable water is by simply looking at it, and the bureaucracy is making her do all these tests and show her work and data, and she's like, I don't have time for this. I can tell you, you could drink that water. <laughs> so look, she
2: just used her superpower. Yeah, I can
0: look at it. I don't have data to back that up. Just trust
2: me,
1: the water is fine. Wrong?
2: What if she So if she's wrong, are you saying that there's another mutant in the mix that is falsifying her results? <laughs> Was she wrong? I mean, have you seen any evidence that the people of Douglas not. Township are having any sort of ill effects from the so water. So you're saying it's a conspiracy and that they are trying to shut down Debbie, a founding member of the real life X-Men. Right. I mean, you know people
0: are always afraid of the
2: mutants, the people it's that true. have that those first generation abilities like yeah, Debbie. Yeah. And famous famous mutant hater Senator Kelly, you you will recall, was uh, eventually turned into just a big puddle of water. Right.
0: And Josh where does this mutation typically happen in a person's anatomy? Where, What part of the body
2: would you say that this mutation is likely to occur? There are so many answers to that question that could be tremendous pitfalls. So I'm just going to let you complete the thought.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you say that that mutation is most likely to happen in a person's brain? Their frontal lobes, perhaps? Yes, yes. And what tribe is... Miss Wanner, a
2: member of. She's part of the brain. So wait, so what are you saying her mutant name is? Is she frontal lobes? Is she gray matter? Would you call her sparkling (laughs) Wanner? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's Debbie's uh, secret superhero name. And not
0: for anything. The tiger bathing suit is a bit of a superhero outfit anyway.
2: Yeah. And also, I mean, not enough press has been given to the fact that she's got like this awesome leopard print coat that she wears as well. (laughs) Yeah. So... I don't know if she it's let's say it's like a sparkling uh, leopard print cut, So that that fits with sparkling Wanner's <laughs> outfit. So I think
0: that Debbie might be undervalued for what she's able to do for any sort of township or tribe. So you think that this whole thing is overblown? I, I think that so far, unless we're hearing that people were hurt by this, I don't know, maybe that she's onto something.
2: It has been a little while though since we've heard about like a like a controversy from a survivor's past before their season. I feel like so you know it's, it's always good to have a little survivor. Yeah,
0: nowadays the ways. controversies tend to come after they play Survivor. <laughs>
2: right, that <laughs> seems to be the modern era. Whereas <laughs> the old school era, you were reading about all sorts of stuff that we don't yeah. want to talk about right now.
0: All right, Josh, do you have a hashtag for uh, this journey into the wiggle room? Well, we
2: could we could hashtag sparkling Loner if you like. <laughs> sure let's go with that or not jaylan jaylan was pretty good jenny from the Braun. take your pick pg lee is hard to spell pg lee is hard to spell how would you spell it i think you would spell it uh p e i h g i g l i (laughs) really low rated movie i thought it was underrated okay well did they
0: have the razzies this weekend (laughs) yeah pg lee
2: yes indeed indeed (laughs) indeed yeah
0: okay all right, Josh. Well, uh, very excited to get back into the Wiggle Room uh, next Monday as well with you after we talk about episode number three. What's the title of this week's episode?
2: Oh, my God. The title of this week's episode, I believe, is The Circle of Life. <laughs> oh, I wonder what we're going to get into in next week's Wiggle Room. <laughs> you don't think that one of the older
0: survivors will pass away <laughs> and then a new survivor will be born, right?
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's it's horrible. Like the spoilers for next week's wiggle room are already in place. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out a way to crack that. Wait, so wait, I guess
0: survivor <laughs> circle of life is it maybe do you think that one of the survivors is gonna be voted out, but then somebody is gonna come back into the game where it's oh like Oh my god, it's yeah, like
2: an outcast twist. Yeah,
0: it's like you see, what happens at tribal council is that the older survivors get voted out, but then yeah. new younger survivors come into the game. Yeah. <laughs> the antelope eats the bridge. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know we'll see what happens there of course uh Josh and I are also very busy on post show recaps uh we recapped Sunday's Walking Dead which you can listen to as well plus uh, we have a lot more including our most shows recap where we just talked about vinyl yeah HBO's vinyl uh and you have the return of house of cards coming up rob yes house of cards is coming up as well uh this friday i believe is going to be when house of cards is going to drop and we'll see if there can be anything uh kooky enough to outdo anything from the actual 2016 presidential it's campaign gonna on. be tough it'll be tough be difficult uh one last thing josh before we let you go So this weekend, I did talk about all 13 episodes of Fuller House. Yes. (laughs) If there was some sort of Full House slash Fuller House survivor, who do you think would walk away as the winner of Full House Survivor?
2: That's a spectacular question. That is an excellent question. Are we talking about the Fuller House cast? So I now have to (laughs) contemplate the new people. Yeah, because I don't think
0: that, did you watch any of it? i watched the first episode. okay yeah because i don't know if we have a 16 person cast unless we incorporate the fuller house cast members
2: i think it's gonna it's tough i feel good about stephanie tanner i think that stephanie tanner is a good one to bet your money on good social game likable she apparently has seen a lot of the world uh she, these days got the flirt game down got the flirt game on lock right now don't forget that she used to be a bit of a detective with mr bear um so she's you know she's got the smarts i think that i would put my money behind stephanie (laughs) Tan. Boy, I'm going to give... Uh, although I wouldn't count out Rebecca Donaldson. Yeah, that'd be my like pick. I think good. I'd go Aunt yeah. Becky.
0: I think that yeah. she seems really smart. She's a professional. She's An got investigative a good social game. Right, yeah. And I think, give me
2: her. Yeah, she's she like knows TV well, so she wouldn't be camera shy. Yeah, It's like a modern day Danny Boatwright. First person out, Joey Gladstone. <laughs> Cut it out, Josh. Cut it out. Cut that guy right out of there. What are you doing in those pajamas, you 55-year-old man? <laughs> out before Kimmy Gibbler. I think Kimmy is like the Debbie of this situation. <laughs> We're just hoping that Kimmy hangs on Sparkling Gibbler. We are hoping that she hangs on as long as <laughs> even yep, possible. Yep.
0: Survivor Reddit is calling Kimmy Gibbler Scottis uh, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. Slay Kimmy.
2: Slay Kimmy. Yes, Kimmy.
0: <laughs> all right. On that note, uh, Josh, great work. Follow Josh Wiggler on Twitter. He's at Round Howard. Look for his exit interview every week on parade.com or go to robinthewebsite.com slash parade to get to josh's author archive on parade.com josh anything else that's it all right we're gonna have david bloomberg here on tuesday to talk about why jennifer lost and we'll get back into all of our survivor coverage on wednesday night with the return of survivor know-it-alls also if you missed it this weekend check out our big brother canada four preview that's also kicking off uh, this week as well So lots to do here On the podcast Make sure you subscribe Drop his website.com iTunes Have a good one Looking forward to hearing What you guys have to say In the comments And we'll talk to you again soon Take care
1: Sydney Storm and Alicia Holden Let's join forces We're just kidding Every bug's got to make a living B.S. Don't talk bitch Don't talk bitch Don't the stool That I'm on I'm still a Still Jenny from the brawn Used to be sitting and Now I'm standing up No matter how you But I know where it came from Don't be fooled By the bug in my ear I'm still I'm still Jenny Standing here Used to have no problems Now I have a lot No matter how you But I know where it came from No not oh, on, on top of this Brawn tribe of six Two on the bottom Thanks to this Half a dance My ear's bleeding As the bug rolls And it's real I thought I told you. To my ear was home To, to a real. bug That's nasty Nothing has changed, please believe me when I'm standing on my seat. My friend Jonas makes new she with prawns I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the pond. Used to have a good thing, now I lost for shot. No matter how you vote, I know where I came from. Well, that's one way for things to go wrong. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the pond. Used to be sitting and I'm standing up. No matter how you vote, I know where I came from. Don't talk, bitch!